Hello, hello, hello. I am your Barbara Streisand, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes because this mascara especially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the mostest Munoz. And folks, aren't we so happy for the sunshine? Yes, the sun is setting later. We're getting all that vitamin D. We're getting out in the streets. The weather in New York is getting slightly better. Um, It brings me all the joy and good vibes. And the tan is slowly coming back. Um, I'm a chameleon, so when so when the seasons change, uh, the color, the melanin changes along with them because um, I live in New York. Yeah, how y'all doing, folks? We are in the third week of March. Uh, for those of you, for those of you religious people out there who who participate in in Lent, right? I hope I hope the giving up of things um, or whatever we're doing is going well for you, right? Um, stay strong out there if you're if you're on a sober journey um, for for this season. And other than that, I'm really excited for today's episode. Uh, I have been trying to get this magical unicorn on the podcast for a hot minute. And you know what I always say in your mouth, listeners? It's always right time, right place. And if there's a delay in in scheduling, it's it's definitely for a specific reason. But I am so excited to have the one, the only Chef Pink with me. Say hi. Hi, babies. <laughs> so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Oh I my love God. you. Oh my God. Hi, babies. <laughs> How are you, babe? Oh my God, I'm fantastic. I'm finally back home after four months on the road, cooking my little ass off. And so I'm back to my new little pad in LA after relocating from New York, missing it like crazy, but happy to have a place to like walk, you know, from room to room. 
Oh, yes. Walk from room to room. room I was like, wait a minute. Um, All I do in this city is walk. Hello? Have you not seen the news reports of the subways these days? No, honey. Just room to room. We we walk in everywhere these days. Straight up. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, I am so excited to have you, like I said, and I am very honored um, that you gave me time out of your very, very busy schedule to be here with me, to kiki, to laugh, and, you know, to celebrate you. But, Chef Pink, before we get anywhere, in the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth, I need to wish you Happy National Artichoke Heart Day. <gasps> no way. I yeah. actually have a sacred artichoke tattoo on my shoulder. <laughs> Not a sacred heart choke. I love that. It is a sacred heart choke. I got it yes. after I made 700 artichokes braised and grilled in one day all on my own. So I was like, you know what? I get a heart for that. I get a heart yeah. star. Yeah. Yeah. I I live, laugh, <laughs> artichoke heart. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> love. <laughs> why? Why? I mean, I guess, I guess that day that you made... Over seven hundred artichoke hearts, right? That was that was that was sacred. artichoke heart day. Yeah, artichoke artichoke heart day. Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't March sixteenth, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing with artichoke hearts these days? What can you not do? Um, eat Hello. them raw. It is a lot yeah. of work, unless you get them canned or jarred. But you know what they say: the harder the work, the better it is. You know what? In and out of the bedroom. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Always the harder the work, honey. <laughs> if they ain't working hard, hard. for them, artichoke hearts, <laughs> get rid of them. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and it only comes with the cream sauce, girl. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Wow. All right. We are off to the races in your mouth, <laughs> listeners. This is this is gonna be one for the books. Okay. You listening, James Beard. Okay. <laughs> Get him on the list too. I know, I know. Artichoke. What season? Artichoke season is when? I should probably know this. Uh late spring to summer. Okay, so we're so we're about to enter. We're we are coming, mm-hmm. uh, we are about to walk through the door of of artichokes. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. You know what? I'm looking forward to it. And I am I'm happy that I'm here to celebrate with you National Artichoke Heart Day. I love it. I love it. It couldn't right. be a more perfect day. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was Kismet. Yes, I, absolutely. I think I think the delay in scheduling was because you needed to be here. Yeah, <laughs> for national artichoke on the Heart outside, day. all sweet and tender on the inside. I mean, yeah, it couldn't describe I- me more. Yes, I love that. I love that. And in your mouth, listeners, no matter what you celebrate out there, whether it's National Artichoke Heart Day or Broken Hearts Day or Hearts on Our Sleeves Day, I don't know where I'm going with this. We, No matter what, we celebrate you. And moving right along into this day in gay history, one more time, I'm taking a moment on my platform here to use my voice to celebrate our LGBTQ plus uh, brethren, uh, brothers, sisters, they, thems, uh, out there in the Ukraine fighting for their freedoms, fighting for their lives. If you have the resources to donate, to 
to do anything, please do so. Um, you know, one I am a tr I am a testament alone that one person can make a difference. I've seen people uh, rent people's Airbnbs from here in the Ukraine as a way to give people money directly. And um, the Be Strong uh, non-for-profit, which is uh, Bethany Frankel's non-for-profit, we all know that I'm a big housewife stan. She does a lot of good work. Uh, World Central Kitchen. There's a million ways. Uh, UNICEF, all sorts of people that you can like kind of, you know, donate, donate and try to help and and the Rainbow Railroad, I feel like, should be doing something. All right. I'd be surprised if they weren't. And, yeah, I just needed to take a moment to honor th honor them out there. And hopefully, you know, they're as safe as they can be in this moment. And moving right along now, I want to get to the getting on and celebrate the one and only Chef Pink. If you don't know, and you probably already do, born and raised in Santa Barbara, California, Chef Pink is a 20-plus year food and restaurant industry veteran. She's worked with California chefs and restaurants stretching from Los Angeles to San Francisco, as well as in New York and Paris kitchens. A graduate of Le Cordon Bleu, Chef Pink hel helmed Santa Barbara eateries for many years before making a move to the Santa Inez Valley to open two of her own restaurants, Bacon and Brine. During her time in the Santa Inez Valley, she learned how to farm and ranch all of her own animals for her two restaurants. In recent years, Chef Pink's dedication to her food mission and her craft garnered her spots on Spike TV's uh, network's Bar Rescue. Hey, shout out to you, <laughs> Chef Duff, as well. Friend to the pod, uh, Food Network's Cut Cutthroat Kitchen and Supermarket Stakeout, and FYI Network's Man vs. Child. She was the only non-binary chef profiled on Logo Network's documentary, Hungry. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to start in a place where, uh, a little different place today, where I start with beautiful humans like you who have accomplished so much and have been through so much as well. And I want to ask the question of what is it like hearing that back? Um, it made me want to cry. <laughs> I haven't, I don't think I've heard um, someone speak of me in the last few years since this whole shit. So shit show started so it really, it really brought me to tears a little bit. So thank you for saying that. Besides, I need to change a little bit of the she's and that. I think it was, I think it was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of change in your life, um, yeah. you know, throughout, and, and we'll get into it. Uh, as far as, you know, hearing that back and all of your accomplishments and, you know, living, just living and working your dream and succeeding in major ways and going through some tumult because you worked at a, a problematic restaurant here in the city at one point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, and uh, with chefs who shall not be named on this podcast. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, that, that has to... Uh, have you ever taken a moment to, like, stop and take stock? You know, we as queer people, 
Uh, and I'm going to give you a moment to think about this because in your mouth, listeners, I don't present my guests with questions prior to the podcast. And this is a little bit of a doozy. But, you know, we as queer people have so much going on and have to fight, uh, fight different hurdles or get through different hurdles. And then in the kitchen, that's so overly male dominated and so on and so forth. Like, have you taken time to take stock is the question here. You know, I think that is such an incredibly timely question to be posed to me right now. Um, I really haven't taken that time and I have really been questioning everything that I've gone through and is it, has it been worth it? Um, and, and what kind of direction that I want to go to in my life through food? Um, so no, I haven't taken time to take stock. So thank you for bringing that up. You know, I, I really, you know, as you said, as queer people and people in the kitchen, we do have to go through so much. And it's, it's almost as if you never get a moment to breathe and look in the mirror and take a second and say, hey, you're a fucking kick ass. Like you are doing it every day. Like there's so many times before service, I'll go into the bathroom and I'll splash my face with water and I'll be like, go out there and get him, tiger. And it sounds so stupid, but it's like, that's why I have to get through some of the days, you know, and just like you don't really have a moment to to sit back and look at the accomplishments that you've made. And sometimes when you're so dug in in what you're doing, it really takes other people to to put a mirror to your face and show you what what you've done. So thank you. This is this is one of my favorite parts about what I do and, you know, opening the door to the to this my platform here for for beautiful people like you to tell your stories is that, you know, in your mouth, listeners, the the guests run the gamut here and we can't really qualify or quantify people's accomplishments, you know, and but there are some there are some people who've done some major things on this podcast, Chef Pink being one of them, right? <laughs> and and it's so beautiful to see. And I always just wonder, because it's always go, 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 next thing, this and that, uh, serve out, gotta go, kitchen party afterwards, shut it down, right? Make sure the dishwasher has everything they need and they're taken care of. And then it's like back to the next thing the next day. And, you know, after everything we've, lived through over the past two years and now with all of this freaking BS happening in the world it's like I I always wonder you know at someone with someone at your level doing so many beautiful things are are we are we stopping to take these moments you know and and sometimes we need that reminder right but you know it's it's stunning to see everything you've done. Talk to me about where this passion of cooking and love of food came from and started. Um, okay, so I grew up in Santa Barbara, um, as you mentioned, and my father was a, a abalone and sea urchin diver, which was very, very rare at the time. Um, you actually can't even farm abalone anymore because he was one of the people that overfished the fucking shit. Um and so my weekends would be out on a boat just eating the freshest seafood ever from the time I was three till the time I was 10. And then when I spent time with my mom during the week, um, she was a server and a bartender. So my babysitters were cooks and chefs in kitchens. So I got to eat all this incredible food from all over the world. And just I was inundated with kind of the chaos of what was going on in my own life and then the chaos of the kitchen. So it just it matched beautifully. And when I finally decided to start cooking for a living, um, I walked into one of the best kitchens in LA at the time 
And I literally stopped in my tracks and realized I was never going to do anything again. Um, it was just like, it was this epiphany moment and it has been 24 years and I have yet to do anything else. Um, it's been such a beautiful journey of learning about what part of the kitchen makes sense. Um, what's toxic, what's not, how can we change it? What are we heading for? What is the idea? What is, what is our, as chefs and as restaurant people, like what is our responsibility to the food system and watching that evolve over my time in kitchens and always been on the forefront of making those changes. Um, you know, it's been such a spectacular, fantastic, beautiful disaster to have been a chef for this long. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what a trajectory. What a trajectory. And um, David Bertka has been on the pod, also a oh, Le Cordon yeah? Bleu uh, graduate, right? Um, so many ties and connections um, that you have with friends to the pod, uh, which I absolutely love, too, uh, as I cast this web out into the gay food world, the queer food world. Talk to me about being queer in the kitchen. We have a ton of conversations here and it could be a 10-part podcast, if not more, about the toxic masculinity and, like, the hyper-masculine kitchen. And I always say, you know, I'm sure Gordon Ramsay's a lovely person, like, outside of his TV shows, but he's made millions of dollars on toxic kitchen culture, you know? Absolutely, I mean? absolutely. Um, and, uh, but what I want to know is... Being you being out and proud and queer in the kitchen and then having to maybe come out again in the kitchen because of your journey. What has that been like for you? Um, so I think, you know, to to kind of, you know, everyone knows it's toxic. It's been toxic since day one. I think we've grown a lot, um, but it, we're still not there yet by any stretch of the imagination. Um but as as I came into kitchens, you know, being an AFAB person, it actually helped me to be queer because I could be one of the guys and I could, you know, make all the same jokes and like grab my dick in the kitchen. And like, I think it kind of helped me in the beginning, um, but I was also in big cities. You know, I wasn't in a small town where it wasn't okay to be who I was. Um, but, you know, that, that grew old pretty quickly. Um, and kind of learning how to set boundaries, um, is very, very hard in a kitchen, um, until you're it's, uh, like, yeah, almost like, impossible. It is, yeah. And, Unless you're running it, you, you know, can't, you can't build the culture that you want to build. Um, you can mm -hmm. do your best, but I never found any success until I was actually in charge. Um, and when I did, it was everyone respected everyone. You know, I always said, nobody works for me. We all work together. And the dishwasher has more respect than I do. And if you don't give it to him, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Um, so, you know, gender and um, sexuality kind of never really, like, I never acknowledged it in my younger years just because I didn't have time. Like, I couldn't, I was working too hard. I was getting screamed at all the time. I was getting hit, burned, all that shit. And so if I could just make it through every day, like my, my own personal journey was totally on the back burner. And it really wasn't until, um, a few years ago after my two restaurants closed that, you know, I said, this is, 
this is time for me to be me. Like I am 40 years old. Like what the fuck am I waiting for? Like who am I still trying to like hide from? And, and it's still, you know, coming out um, as a trans non-binary person in the kitchen is really, really hard because the understanding of it is, is so low. And there's, there's just this antiquated rhetoric around, you know, being trans and especially what non-binary is and having a pronoun of they, them and having to go through the whole grammar bullshit argument. And, um, you know, even recently, as I said, I've been traveling and I was in, I was in a state which shall not be named, um, which is aggressively against trans children right now. And, um, the people that I was working for were like, oh, she, her, whatever, you don't care, do you? And it's just like, hmm, like, yeah, actually I do. And then it's ma'am, sir, or whatever. And it's just like those little acts of aggression that they see to not have a problem with, you go home and you're like, fuck, where are we? You know, where are we now? So I don't know, you know, the journey, I don't think will will end being an uphill battle anytime in my chef generation. Um, But I do have hope, you know, there's so much visibility now that with that, there comes acceptance. There also comes a lot of pushback, but you know, we have so much more than, than, you know, I did when I was a kid, it was, it wasn't there at all, you know? So uh, what's, what's your, uh, what's your key? Cause I can't think of the word right now. What's your, what's your, what sparks you to keep going then? What sparks you, what sparks that joy that helps you push through? Um, So, and I'm push like, through <laughs> as 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 you as you th- uh, gather your thoughts and push through maybe maybe the wrong the wrong word you know the wrong phrase because maybe you're not pushing through but what's like what keeps you going basically is what I'm asking what keeps you um, going mezcal honey <laughs> <laughs> I mean let's get real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what that just reminded me of? Uh, some millionaire matchmaker, some private millionaire matchmaker, hit me up right via my email, being like, "We think you'd be a great candidate." Yada yada yada. I had to go through this crazy process, and they did these rapid fire questions to me. And one was uh, favorite type of music, and I said Christmas, <laughs> and it stopped her in her tracks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. and, and, and she looked at me as if I was being serious, and she goes. Really? And I go, who doesn't love Christmas music? <laughs> I love that so much. You know, Mezcal. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, you know, I I have a love hate with I Mezcal. Do too. It yeah. has to be a re- it has to be a really good cocktail for all that like peaty smoke in my mouth. Oh, you know? I like it. I just like it on the rocks. Like I don't yeah. Oh. I just like a nice little sip. Okay. Yeah. Right. I like to have all the flavor in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, yes. honey? Don't yes. we all? <laughs> I mean, queer chef. Hello, <laughs> um, hello. Obviously, listen. Before I take you out to the break, um, something that's really important to me, and something that has, I think, the listener really appreciates here is we celebrate 
everybody on this podcast. And we never know who's listening is what I always say. And coming out is so inherent and so important. And our stories matter because we never know who we can affect through our personal story. And I was wondering if you would share what coming out was like for you. Oh, um, so I never had the opportunity to come out. Um, I was, Amazon's here. Um, I was, I was 15 when I was outed. Um, and my, uh, shit, this is pretty hard to say. Um, my father was a bit of a bigot and, um, had me sent to a mental hospital in California. And they said, you know, we can't, we can't keep her here, um, for being gay. It's California. We don't, we don't do that. Um, so he sent me to a camp in Nevada, um, which I spent six months undergoing a not religious conversion therapy, but a psychiatric conversion therapy. Um, and so, that was kind of the seeding for a lot of self-doubt, self-hatred. Um, but when I came out, um, I ran away. I was on the street for a very long time um, until I started cooking. And um, so I never, I don't know, coming out, I don't, I don't have a coming out story. I guess if every day that I wake up is my coming yeah. out story, you know, um, yeah. Amen. Listen, we don't uh, yet another thing I don't do on this podcast is quantify people's stories. Right. Because there's never there's never good, bad or other. It's just your story. You know what I mean? And and I don't think that a lot of people still realize that conversion therapy is happening a lot of places and is not yep. illegal uh, in a lot of places across this country. Absolutely. And and. It's it's actually um, a piece of the storyline on uh, Drag Race UK versus the World with uh, drag queen Mo Hart. Um, if if you watch, um, also uh, shares a conversion therapy story as well. And you know what? A, thank you for being open and sharing that with me and us. You know, um, and B, it's it's important to hear that look and see right because people uh, people are going to see you people see you yeah. already as you are beautiful magical unicorn that Thank you, you are right that that there is there is a light at the mm -hmm. end of the tunnel there was there was you know something more right once once you took absolutely control, yeah right and fi and figured out how yeah. to do that you know and there's hope. There's hope and there's help and there's things and there's way, ways to do that. And you're a per personification and a beacon of light of that. Thank you, honey. Yeah, there's you so know? many resources so, out there. You know, there's, you know, the Trevor Project, which is one of my absolute favorite organizations in the whole wide world. Um, yeah. And there's so many, like, local things going on. Um, and, you know, all you have to do is yeah. pick up, reach out, send send someone a DM on Insta, like, People reach out to me all the time Absolutely. and it's like, it takes me five minutes mm -hmm. out of my day to respond to somebody who needs that hope and that guidance. And, you know, Absolutely. I say it on this podcast all yeah. the time, right? If you need help, there's suicide hotlines, the trans suicide hotlines, the Trevor Project, 
all sorts of LGBTQ centers out there. And if you don't know where to turn, slide into That's my right. DMs. And if I can help, I will. I, it takes me two seconds to, to you know. Hallelujah, girl. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, shoot out, shoot out yeah. a phone number, you know, of, of a resource, right? Where we're, we, I am building a very specific queer food family here that I'm, that I hold near and dear to my heart. But also, like, if we've learned anything over the past two years is that besides patience and grace, we, we need each other. Like, we need Absolutely. each other. We got to help each other. And especially as, as this community, we need to uplift each other and we need, and we definitely, definitely need each yeah. other. So thank you once again. And You're welcome. Now I wish I, I wish I had some mezcal <laughs> know, to toast right? to you. But I'm like, can I, we make martinis but, or but something? I, <laughs> Listen, I'm on, I'm on like an all vegetable <laughs> diet these days. If I have a sip of mezcal, I'd be out before this podcast is over. I need a piece of bread. Oh my God. <laughs> I was too, like for the or last week, I've just been juicing and I had like a sandwich for lunch and I just, I knocked out, like I passed out for three, 30 minutes. I was like, I can't, like, I can't even stay awake right the second. <laughs> Thanks, bread. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Listen, <laughs> but since we don't have mezcal or bread, I think now would be a great time to make your girl Munoz three cents, and I'm not even kidding, it's about three cents, right? And just drop an ad in here, and then I'm going to be back with Chef Pink. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, Jeff Bank, I'm going to take you out to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast, a little something we like to call... Food news update. Food news. Uh, Food news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. You can win free beer all year if you get a mullet and keep it. <laughs> Don't tell my fiance she's got a mullet. <laughs> well, is she a beer drinker? Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, we may we may have to enter her in this natty light contest, oh God, honey. No. Listen, uh, thank you to Food and Wine for always keeping me in the know in my food news with all of my food news, even though you're not a sponsor, and I don't know why, but we're working on that. Listen, Natural Lights cans are going retro, and they want your hairdo to come along for the ride. So apparently, uh, Natural Light or Natty Light, as it's known out in the streets, ice, um, it <laughs> yes be began. Uh, a nationwide relaunch of the 45-year-old brand in limited edition 1977-inspired vintage cans. And they want their drinkers to go retro, too. So you could win free haircuts and free beer for the rest of the year. It's so funny. Oh, Isn't my God. I can't. 
So all you have to do is post your like mullet results on social media from now to March 31st. And uh, you can enter a, sw- a sweepstakes to get the haircut paid for by Natty Light and score two cases of natural light in vintage cans for as many months as they keep, as you keep the haircut throughout 2022. I don't know. Does this sound like it's just completely marketed to the people that live in Williamsburg or is it just me? <laughs> I mean, there and maybe like po- and, and Portland, Portland uh huh, totally in Silver Lake here. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got our three markers where they've been doing their R and D. All right. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, well, you'll probably see a lot of this pushed mm-hmm. in those areas. Uh, absolutely. I'm not. A, I'm not a beer drinker. It's. it's it, I don't do it anymore. It doesn't make me feel good. I used to drink a lot of like craft beers and and really like obscure shit because I wanted to be that cool kid but it doesn't make me feel good so you know no yeah it's it's just I think it's the the feeling yeah. full right the wheat yeah. and barley I'm like I, I feel like I yeah. just had a after meal a beer. Yeah. you know <laughs> after a beer and then I'm mm-hmm. like oh well now I feel yeah, full and gassy. Good. It's and not cute. This isn't this isn't sexy. No, it's not a cute club. gay look. <laughs> <laughs> not as, especially for my single 41-year-old ass. No. <laughs> Hello. Oh my God. I don't know if we're here for this a na- a natural light uh moment that they're trying to have but if you are kudos to you you know what who am i to yuck your yum not right? here for it at all <laughs> <laughs> beef thief on the loose after stealing fifteen thousand dollars in meat from a georgia steakhouse yes i said the words beef thief <laughs> i can't i can't with that shut up I've been known to be a beef thief once of a, at one point in my like life. like coming to West Hollywood, beef thief. Beef thief. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Movie Phone. Press you one know. for beef thief. <laughs> beef thief, you know. In oh my ice. God. Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Help me, beef thief. I'm just picturing like 70s Bush gone wild in IMAX. Yes, that and in like a in a hamburger, like sexy hamburger. Oh costume. my shit! Fuck off! That is amazing. Oh I can't. Wait, I can't. Well, this. this... <laughs> okay, get okay, this! Okay, get okay. this, chef. Um, the alleged the alleged suspect interviewed for a job at the restaurant before successfully breaking into the meat freezer twice. So this is in Roswell, Georgia, at Uncle Jack's Steakhouse. And this person reportedly helped himself to everything from pricey Kobe and a Wagyu beef to ahi tuna and salmon and tomahawk chops. Wow. How did he get away with all that meat? Right? Uh, that that's what I want to know. Who was Who, in the back? Who was in like, the back? And why was nobody watching this walk-in? Where was everyone in the kitchen? Yeah, unless he broke in at night. But you know, most restaurants have an, uh, a lot of b- 
big restaurants like these steakhouse houses have like these overnight yeah, quarters and walks and things, on the walk-in like, and or, alarms. Yeah, weird. I, it's very very weird. The other thing is is that he was due to go to work the Friday after his second strike. Fuck off! Did he show up at the restaurant? <laughs> no, of course. Well, that would have been amazing <laughs> if he would have shown up. Been like, what? I don't know. Right? I, I, yeah. No, that wasn't me. Oh, that that's guy looks me. like me. Yeah. That's not me. That's not, not me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, so I'm kind of there for the Hamburglar porno thing, but I don't know. This guy's got to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, like you know, with with the restaurants being the way they are and struggling these days, and, you know, that, that domino affects da- right mm-hmm. down to the staff and everybody else out there. So I'm uh, not here for... The thievery, Never. right? We do not support. We do not support stealing on Indio <laughs> Mouth. Okay, <laughs> but uh, a seventies, a seventies, um, you know, porn video named Beef, Beef, Beef with Beef. the Hamburglar. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, this is going to be our first side project together. You know what? I know people. As do you. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Well, Uncle Jax, I hope you get your steaks back. And Uncle Jax is taking the two break-ins as a compliment. Our steaks must be the best in Fulton County, they wrote on Facebook, adding the hashtag Beef Burglar. (laughs) We know who you are. (laughs) Beef Burglar isn't as good as Beef. No, it's not, but still. Catchy. No, it is catchy. Shout out to (laughs) Jalissa... Castrodale, who wrote this article and probably came up with this headline. You, you did that right, girl. And last but not least, this Old Bay vodka is the only one made with Maryland's favorite seasoning. <laughs> Old Bay vodka. Hmm. I don't know. I just saw something for an oyster vodka, too. So if maybe if you put them together. Oh, yes. We've been, uh, listen, here on In Your Mouth, we do the most investigative reporting. (laughs) Journalism is hardest core, hardest. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, just call call me the Sam champion of food news. Um, (laughs) Sam champion, the gay weather. Yes. (laughs) For those of you who don't live in the New York City area. Um, But we have already spoken about the Oyster Vodka and the Arby's French Fry fry Vodka and (gasps) the Lay's Potato Chip Vodka. I'm dead. I am dead inside. My soul is now completely gone. I just can't. And now there's an Old Bay Vodka. Who is making all this shit? Old Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Old Bay. (laughs) Old Bay. No, arriving this month, Old Bay Vodka is... An official partnership between Spice Maker McCormick and George's Beverage Company, a decade-old Maryland-based company that had previously partnered with McCormick for an Old Bay, Old Bay Bloody Mary mix. So you can like double up on the Old Bay, and your this is like summer ready. I mean, you know, yeah, I guess I like an Old Bay. I love an Old Bay. Old Bay French fries. Yeah, Old Bay. Old Bay shrimp. Old Bay. Old Bay. Old Bay chips. You know? Mm-hmm. Old Bay chips. Yeah. Uh, you know what I just thought of? That kind of sounds good, right? Because it's still kind of, uh, there's a little bit of, like, nipply in the air. Um, if you made, like, a shrimp chili with Old Bay, 
Would that work? Oh, no, that kind of makes my stomach curl. Do you not like chili? What the, what doesn't work? Yeah, I don't like I don't like well, I I'm so weird about hot seafood. Oh, oh, you you and my friend Justin, <laughs> I don't get it. But like especially <laughs> if you put cheese with hot seafood, I cannot be within a mile of Like you. an etouffee. Isn't that what etouffee yeah, is? Yeah, and like I love shrimp everything chili? New Orleans except for that. I can't. Yeah, I can't get I down. think I think that's what I want. Etouffee. With the old bay right? vodka. With an old bay vodka yeah. martini, just do a pairing. Yeah, that, or you do it like a vodka sauce, except for it's Old Bay. It's Old Bay. Ooh, Old Bay vodka sauce? It'd have to be seafood, like oyster and shrimp. I mean, still, Italian, yeah. deli- it, sounds, it sounds delicious. I mean, I, I love you, go for it, Godspeed, but I will not be I mean, you don't it. like you don't like hot seafood, I don't like hot and seafood. I'm, I'm sure I could take that in many places, <laughs> but I think that's the best way to end food. <laughs> news update <laughs> love <laughs> take that into the kitchen with you chef <laughs> no hot seafood especially with cheese thank you <laughs> oh my god i love listen uh, we are we are on the opposite sides of the fence for this uh you know debate oh another hot in your mouth debate cuz you know we have the candy corn debate and we have the peeps debate, and now it's the hot seafood with cheese. Oh God! Debate. I can't even like hear it said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the word moist? Um. So <laughs> that actually doesn't bother me. The word juicy used to get me like that, really? but now I'm just like I've embraced it. So now I just like now it's got to be like juicy. Like you have to. Mm. No, juicy is so sexy. I know it's I so sexy, juicy. but you have to be like you juicy. Know, it can't just be like hey, you're juicy. Random story. Yes. Right? Because I'm just in the mood and I love you. Um, way back when on Christopher Street by the Path Train, there used to be a bar called Chi Chi's. Okay. Right? And it was for it was for men of color. Love. <laughs> and um my best friend well, sidebar, it was shut down by the city because they didn't like that the trans homeless youth and the homeless youth were hanging outside of the path train. And so the city cleaned it up and shut the bar down because they didn't want like fucking fascist people. Right. Yeah. That's a mess. Anyways, my friend, Michael, one Christmas, um, shout out to you, Michael Bragg, invites me to Chi Chi's. And this is the time of the young gay where all the young gays were wearing gingham and things like gingham was really in and whatnot. So from Brooklyn, I take the train and I'm looking smart in my like denim and gingham, right. With my coat. And I walk Love. in to this, to this very specific bar that he did not tell me, <laughs> and and it's like the record scratch because I was like mm-hmm. too white American. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. fast forward, I'm there and I was like, I hate you, I hate you for <laughs> not you. telling me Thank that you. where I was coming, so I am not dressed appropriately. Secondly, this man comes up to me and he was like excuse me, can I ask you a question? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. He goes, why are you so juicy? Yes! And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. He goes, why are you so juicy? <laughs> you got an onion booty, right? Oh, my God. Did you marry this person? Because I did not. I wasn't, I wasn't interested, but I appreciated it. And we had a lovely evening with this man, like, you know, buying each other's. We became friends for the night. It was oh, cute. cute. It was I love a cute that. moment. 
That's that's my juicy story, yeah. and for, since then, juicy shall forever be sexy. It Why is. Are you so juicy? It is. My fiance Chef is Pink. juicy as fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are so fucking off the rails, I and I don't even care today because I feel like everybody just needs like a moment of joy. Oh my god! And don't we all? Out yes. There. God, let it fucking go for a second, jeez. Right? We just need a like a breath. Yeah. Can we take a breath? Right. What's next for you? What is next? Tell the kids. Oh, honey, I am I am on a path of non-specific direction at this moment in my life. I am really trying to practice more self-love, spend more time with myself, um, my family. Um, you know, when you're when you're a chef, you you lose a lot of that time and for me, that time was reminded, I, I was reminded of that time over the last few years. And so my next, my next thing is, um, you know, I've always been a very politically minded person. Um, I've done so much for the food community and politics that I really want to look at, you know, queer and trans politics within the food culture. So being on the show was such a nice, beautiful breakthrough to what I actually want to be doing for the next bit of time. So you know, I really appreciate yeah. that. And yeah. it's so important for us to just, you know, take a minute, like we said in the beginning, um, and just look at we've look at what we've accomplished as queer people, as people in the kitchen, and say, you know what, every day we're doing, we're doing what's good enough. And what's good enough every day is the best that you can do. Um, yeah, there's small wins every yeah. day. You got up and out of that yeah. bed. That's that a is win, a win. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a win. Sure. It's Listen, true. My friend Anne... My friend Anne, a long time used to go, used to say to me all the time when I had a bad day, she goes, she goes, Michael, you've already won. And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, you were the sperm that made it. You won. You're here. That's right. right? One and in a million, babe. She wasn't wrong. One in a million. <laughs> she, one in a million. And you were the one That's that made right. it. That's right. So you're, you've already won. Right? I love it. So good days, bad days. Anxious days, which are plenty these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've already won. Absolutely. You've already won. Keeping on this little trend of joy that I didn't expect here. Um, three top tips that you use to find joy. Um, just the. Just the. Tip. Uh, <laughs> get out get I'm out done. you know I'm what done. thank you I'm for out. being here and on that note <laughs> thank you for being here thank you to chef bank and thank you for listening to in your mouth we're done <laughs> just the tip you know what i accept Put it in just a little just bit. A just little bit. A <laughs> Give the kids your handles, where they can find you, where they can celebrate you, where they can show you all the love, please. Um, everyone can always find me on Insta, uh, Chef Pink DeLongpre. And please get into my DMs. Please let me know your your stories of joy, your, sto your stories of heartache. Anything I can do to make your day brighter, I am here for all my beautiful, beautiful community. Thank you so much for being you. Oh, my goodness. And thank you once again for giving me of your time and having this be so magical and so joyous. And what a day brightener this was. I 
we are we shall forever be connected and i couldn't be more happy that you are here in front of me and you know just giving me of a, a little bit of your joy Ditto, babes so thank you you're welcome so thank you in your mouth listeners you know where you know where to find them and i will list it out in the liner notes take care of yourselves out there go find some joy you know what just Stop and look up at the sun with your eyes closed, obviously. <laughs> Take in a little bit of that vitamin D, please. Healthily with a little sunscreen on. I don't know. C- consult your doctors. I, you know, I'm not a real one. I only play one in the bedroom. The whole thing. <laughs> Other than that, you know, do something Do something nice for someone else today because we never know what tomorrow may bring. And with that... All I have to say is thank you to Chef Pink and thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth. In Yo Mouth.